boss that'll come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow they'll be quiet, little girl. No, Harold. Go ahead, Annie. It's still a free country. Just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobweb and the sorrow. Still there's none when I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely. I just stick out my chin and grin and say, oh, the sun will come out tomorrow. So Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Today, we are so excited to be connecting with Mark Woodard from the Annie Tour that's coming to the Hanover Theater this February. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ashley. It's a pleasure speaking with you. And I know that everyone is really excited about this Best Love musical cut returning to Worcester, but with an all new production. So if mm. you caught it a couple of years back, this is different. <laughs> Obviously yes, different is. cast, but it is it is rejuvenated, at, but yet still the same classic story that you've always known and loved. Right, Mark? Correct. Yeah, I think uh, our director, Jen, who had been in the original production back in the 70s, she, you know, she was very much a proponent of what's what's not broken, we're not going to fix. Does that, that make sense? Did I say that right? And yeah. also shining a new sort of, not shying away from some of the actual sort of darker elements that are part of the plot points. You know, this takes place during the Depression and, you know, Annie is an orphan and it deals with the issues of some homelessness. And we, we really um, did not shy away from sort of pinpointing those darker elements so that the more hopeful elements can sort of also shine brighter. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, Jen played Pepper in the original, right? She sure did. She and Sarah Jessica Parker both went into the show as orphans at the same time. Yeah, that's, I think that's really incredible. I saw a series of, you know, people that have been in Annie in their lifetime. Um, and so obviously Sarah Jessica Parker and uh, Sadie Sink played Annie um, mm -hmm. a very long time ago, way pre uh, Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. um, so, Alyssa you know, Milano was an orphan in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's a very long history of, you know, that that Annie, that Annie family, you know, um, yes. <laughs> it keeps evolving every year. And I'm happy to be part of it now myself. This is very exciting to um, to sort of be indoctrinated into the, the, the cultural phenomenon um, that is this show. It is sort of a touchstone for so many people. And it's really cool to see, you know, young kids showing up in, in the costumes. You know, we have so many little girls coming in there, Annie outfits I've met um you know I cover Warbucks so I went on a few performances in LA and met a couple of little boys who came in like three-piece suits and tuxedos who oh. Warbucks was kind of their their guy to come see so um it's been it's been fun to really watch the younger kids get really turned on and, and um excited about the show too because you know with our orphans as well it's a whole new generation that's it's, and now with TikTok and social media, the, the reach has just gone, you know, viral, as they say. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Annie is is the introduction to Broadway for so many people. Um, it's it's that gateway story. 
I would 100% agree. It opens up so many doors for people. I mean, Annie was my introduction to musical theater. It was my very first, it was my very first show in drama class in fourth grade. Uh, I played Grace (laughs) Farrell. I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Fourth grade Grace. I love that. Oh yeah. I had a little pantsuit and everything. I thought it was the bee's knees. Um, but it was, it was, you know, that was my introduction and I, I didn't leave the drama club from fourth grade to senior year. Um, so I've, I've seen so many people on our social media saying, you know, I'm bringing my granddaughter. It's her first Mm. Broadway musical. I'm bringing my grandson. I'm bringing my kids. Um, you know, they're all just so excited to introduce, um, these young souls to this, to this beautiful story. And it, like you said, yeah, this is such a wonderful introduction to kids who've never been to the theater. Also, my best friend came to see us in San Diego and brought his niece, and it was her very first time uh, seeing a show. And that's even, you know, this more special, too, that this beautiful production can also be people's, like, it may spoil it for a lot of people, because <laughs> I think this show is so wonderful that it sets a high bar, I think, especially if this is people's first taste of theater. It's a really delicious taste, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, Annie has lived so many lives, right? Uh, there was the, the live version that came out a couple of years ago. And I think ABC, um, it's been remade quite a few times. It's been on tour, mm. obviously, for forever. Um, so now we have this brand new tour to look forward to, which is fantastic. And so you're playing FDR in this production of Annie. So tell us a little bit about that. What, it's, what is it like to, you know, step into that role? It's, it's, um, well, iconic is the first word that pops into mind. Uh, and I think, well, we mentioned through this, the, this play is so interesting and it's um, the way it was written because it takes place obviously in a real period of our American history. And so there's a lot of sort of little um, Easter eggs of real people's names that get dropped in here and there politically throughout, you know, Herbert Hoover and um, uh, Al Smith, who many people probably to listen to this don't know, but real actual political and real people. And so I'm an actual, it's rare that I think the president of the United States gets put into a musical, first of all. Right. <laughs> and then, and second of all, yeah, it's interesting to play an actual historical person. I did some, um, you know, some YouTubing and um, our, we had a, dra- a great dramaturg who worked with us when we first started rehearsals who gave us a packet that was very informative about what was going on in terms of general people's lives and political history back then. So it has been kind of cool for me to kind of take a peek into who he was as a person. People really view him as, I, I would say he's in this, I would say top four to five sort of presidents that people could rattle off the top of their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's very well known, you know, outside of say JFK or Abraham Lincoln. I think, you know, uh, President Roosevelt is right there at the top because, you know, he's so iconic with turning around the the country at that time. And, and within the context of this play, we sort of get Annie the credit for that. <laughs> you know, her visit to the cabinet is sort of what inspires uh, FDR to come up with the New Deal and and to sort of uh, you know institute all of the programs that he did that really were such key things to to giving the U.S. their their big boost out of the Depression, and you know he also 
was inspirational in that he struggled uh, physically. You know, he was had polio and was in the wheelchair, and you know, we I'm in the a wheelchair for all of my scenes, and I think that gives a lot of representation too to um, again overcoming adversity. It's one more it's one more sort of uh, highlight to the theme of the show, you know, any overcoming adversity, the country overcoming adversity, the president himself coming over adversity with his physical limitations. And that's been very interesting for me to kind of get his backstory as well. And I do a little bit of a, you know, he had such an interesting way of speaking. I guess everyone did sort of back then, uh, public speakers when you were on the radio or the movie stars had that sort of um, mid-Atlantic kind of a dialect thing that I kind of really tried to hook into uh, just try to sound a little bit like him. And I wear a really gorgeous, I'm bald in real life. I have, a, well, also because I have to play Warbucks. So I have to keep my head shaved. So I wear wigs in the show, mm -hmm. but this beautiful, beautiful um, salt and pepper wig that they gave me that was specifically designed to mimic like his, his specific hairline and you know, $5,000 they spent on this gorgeous wig. So, Ooh. and a beautiful suit. So I just feel when I get into the costume and get into the chair and get that sort of cigarette holder in my hand, it's it's very um, transformational is how it feels to kind of become him. Yeah. And, you know, I really think that that scene with, uh, with FDR and Annie is very special because obviously there's, there's a lot going on at that point in the, in the musical. <laughs> I don't want to give everything away, but it is, it, it's a lot. They're both going through a lot in their lives at that moment. And, you know, with Annie, she's so full of hope and mm. determination and really no one can knock her down. No one can take that away from her. Um, and I think that that rubs off on everyone that she interacts with. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's very apparent in that scene that, um, you know, that has uh, that has ripple effects, her energy and and um, the way that she speaks to people. Um, it really, you know, was turning turning tides. We we, we jokingly, you know, refer to how uh, when we were in rehearsal that because uh, Jen, our director, says that a lot of times that cabinet scene people will cut um, when they do various productions, community theaters or, you know, regional theaters or any juniors that get done um, because it takes place sort of uh, midway through the second act, which is when people start to get antsy for the bathroom or a snack or, you know, <laughs> kids' attention span sort of maybe starts to turn a little. But she said that she really, we really worked hard on that scene to give that sort of jolt of energy back into the second act, um, that intersection between Annie and the president. And we would joke about how, you know, Annie saves, you know, the country, but that's kind of what, in a Forrest Gump kind of way, what she does, you know, he, she happens to come along because she's so interested to meet the president. And then her positive, optimistic attitude literally inspires him to, to come up with legislation that, that puts the country back on track. <laughs> so Annie literally saves the, the country in act two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a bond that is formed too, which is really interesting between Annie and FDR, I think, because then later he, you know, there's that, okay, so I don't want to give away the plot, but there is a scene later um, that is sort of sad and, and sentimental and um, a little emotional 
when he delivers information about you know her parentage and and he's sort of a, a pseudo sort of uncle father figure uh which i really enjoyed a lot in getting to sort of play those moments because it's rare to kind of have those sort of real um human and uh, emotional moments in a, in a musical comedy and then for it to to be you know with ellie our star who is just so she's so such a wonderful actress she's just so present and just staring into her eyes every night and getting to do that little bit of a scene with her late in act two is is so is so wonderful yeah um, and for those who are just tuning in right now, Annie is coming to the Hanover Theater February 23rd through 26th. Now, that might be school vacation week for some of you. And mm. I think that this would be an excellent, excellent um, event to throw into your your little break in the middle of February. Um, you know, as we were saying, this is a classic for so many people, so many families and it's so uplifting. It's, it's a feel-good show. Um, and, you know, it just, it can't be beat. Um, you know, <laughs> no one, you know, no one has a dry eye in the theater when you're seeing, you know, Annie and Sandy and Daddy Warbucks mm. together. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. um, I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, so, Mark, do you remember what your introduction to Annie was? I do. I, um... I am of a certain age where <laughs> I recall being a kid. I recall being a kid when the Broadway show was out, and uh, my sister had the album, the big, you know, record album with the big red cover, and um, we would play and listen to that. And then when the movie came out in the early '80s, I saw that in the the movie theater, and remember reading because I was I knew as a young kid that I was into theater and wanted to be a performer and an actor, so. Um, you know, now there's newsies for the boys, but we didn't have that around when I was a kid. So mm. Annie was sort of my closest entryway as a, as a, oh, there's kids that are performing. Um, and I remember going to see the movie with my sisters and um, that was my, my first introduction to it. And then this is my third, I think my third time now doing um, the stage show. Fantastic. So um, have you have you played the same roles in all three shows or have you changed a little bit? Um, Daddy Warbucks twice. And now this is the, my first time playing um, Franklin Roosevelt, which I'm finding super fun and fulfilling. And then I, I cover Daddy Warbucks in this production, this tour. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you and your background. Um, I know you touched on it a little bit, but uh, what has brought you to the stage? I mean, what's brought you to this tour on Annie? Well, like you said, it's such a um, a well known, it's such a well known piece of material that you know, as an actor, you kind of know you have a rolodex in your head of certain shows. There's shows that you like, and then there's shows that you like and know that you could probably fit into as a performer. And so, you know, getting older, like I said, to a certain age, I was like, well, I'm, I think I'm a Daddy Warbucks type. I already had the, the ball thing built in already physically. <laughs> so, you know, um, go to a few auditions and see what the response is. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough, it was 2017, I think, was my first time uh, getting cast in a 
in the White Mountains of New Hampshire at a theater called Jean's Playhouse. I did Annie for the first time there. And, you know, found out that I was a good fit for the show and the show was a good fit for me. And um, I just in, enjoyed telling that story so much. And so, you know, when this casting announcement came around um, last year that they were doing the tour, I obviously got excited and, um, you know, threw my hat in the ring to see what would what would happen. And I got lucky enough to, you know, that it worked out and they liked me and got along with everybody. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. And I looking at your bio, it seems like you really like classic musical theater um, because, you know, I'm seeing Newsies, I'm seeing Oklahoma, I'm seeing the producers. Mm. Um, mm, fantastic. So uh, a Christmas Carol. Um, so, I mean, very nice <laughs> just to say. Your I have a track there. record of, of kind of uh, oddly enough playing sort of grumpy curmudgeons that kind of have a, a goal, a heart of gold that sort of gets, you know, like I said, Scrooge and um, Daddy Warbucks. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a familiarity in my casting that I kind of, my characters that I have a tendency to play kind of go through a, a metamorphosis. And I think actually Jenny's even said this too about this show that Daddy Warbucks is probably the character that changes the most throughout the course of this story. You know, Annie sort of stays that sort of bright shining light and changes people's lives, other people's lives, including his. And he kind of goes through the most transformation of sort of being closed off and kind of, uh, you know, closed-minded and um, curmudgeonly sort of grumpy character type that's that has blinders on. And then Annie kind of takes those blinders off and opens him up and opens his heart and turns him into a more of a warm, loving person that we see at the end of the show. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a bit of a track record for me as far as my casting goes. I'm a warm, fuzzy person in general. So I generally have an easier time playing the sort of end of the show, Daddy Warbucks, than I would uh, the, the beginning when I'm on for him, which is why uh, going back to FDR, he, Jen says that this, she's had such an association with this show for so long that she said my casting in this show was the first time that she was reminded of and saw FDR as a father figure, because he had six kids. Um, and historically speaking, and she said just watching my interactions with Ellie and the way that our bond sort of on stage and our characters relate, she said it really was interesting to her to see FDR as a father and a paternal type figure, uh, you know, on the side of obviously the main, character of Warbucks. Mm -hmm. now, that sense? Yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, now, you know, this show, it, it, it's marketed as uh, the ultimate cure for all the hard knocks that life throws your way. Um, so I'm curious, do you have a piece of advice or words of inspiration for our audience that'll kind of make their day a little more sunshiny? <laughs> In in regards to the the show, is that the, um, is that yeah, the it could be a, it could be a quote from the show or um, maybe an Annieism that you really like. <laughs> I, love, I love that phrase, Annieism. <laughs> um, you know that little the little bit that um, that she sings in tomorrow that she brings to the cabinet scene. Um, I love that when 
that's one of my, actually my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the show is I get to say, you know, solo for the president. And then he says, you know, when I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick up my chin. So, and grin and say tomorrow. And that is, I think, very true that you just got to hang on and things will get better. You know, bad times mm -hmm. are transitory. They're not, they're not permanent. And that's, I think, what Annie offers is that hope that the tides will shift, that if you just tie a knot and hang on, tomorrow is going to come, the sun will come up and, and you'll have a different perspective, which is hopefully more positive. Yeah. And, you know, the show falling on, you know, February 23rd through 26th, we're all kind of a little, a little dreary with this winter weather, <laughs> especially in New England, we're looking forward to some warm, sunny days here. So uh, I really do think that this is a great thing to look forward to um, while you're kind of bundled up for the winter. <laughs> yeah, come on out thaw. and get a good dose of vitamin D and some anti-sunshine. Yeah, of course. Now, uh, what would you say to audience members that haven't taken that leap yet to purchase tickets? I'd say leaping lizards. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> I love Get it. online. Get on the phone. Come see us. There's cute kids. There's animals. There's singing. There's dancing. There's a lot of heart and love and joy that we're spreading around and come get a dose of it. Absolutely. And tickets start at $39 for this production. So this is really great opportunity to take your family out and enjoy an evening or a matinee um, of theater. And so if you're ready to get your tickets, head to the HanoverTheater.org, theater spelled with an R-E, um, and we'll be waiting here with open arms, um, you know, for this, this beloved family classic. Um, and Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, we are going to say goodbye for now, but we'll see you very, very, very soon. Um, so thank you for, so much for joining us. Can't wait to be there in, in Worcester and at the Hanover Theater. All right. We'll see you very soon. And thank you all for listening to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Together at last. Together forever. We're tying a knot. They never can sever. I don't need sunshine now to turn my skies to blue. I don't need anything but you. You wrap me around that cute little finger. You've made life a song. You've made me the singer. And what's that mess of tune you always ba-ba-boo? Ba-ba-ba anything but you.